Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Welcome back, listeners, to my third and final installment in the Kingsman movie review series. This is your host, Corbin. And yes, I am coming back to review the latest installment in the, I'm going to say, long-running Kingsman franchise. It's been since the opening of the first one to the release of this third one. It's taken over six years. For three movies, that's um, that's a little iffy. It took a very long time for this movie to hit shelves. No, excuse me, to hit theaters. It had been on shelves for nearly three years. So if you want to know why it took so long, the background, the box office, the scores, all of that is in your guide to The King's Man, which came out last week. Go ahead and listen to that. That's the first link in the description below. And while you're down there, we've got timestamps so you can jump straight into the review or jump straight into my rating and recommendation, social pages, letterbox profiles, all kinds of great stuff down there. And a great free way to help us out no matter where you're listening is to give us five stars. And just to look ahead, next week I am going to be reviewing the 1978 Richard Donner film, Superman. I'm going to be reviewing um the four christopher reeve films and then superman returns as well i'm not going to be reviewing um the man of steel i did review some of the snyder films um those reviews are already out i don't believe i reviewed man of steel um though it's just the kind of a justice league portion of that franchise but I gotta say, I'm really excited to go back. I got the whole set on Blu-ray. I actually got the nine film collection with um, the Batman uh, movies included in there as well. So very excited to be reviewing the Superman movies, especially because I've never seen any of them beyond the original Superman and Superman Returns. So you're going to want to subscribe. You're going to want to share with your friends and family. We're going to have a very fun discussion going back and looking at the Superman movies. So right off the bat, I this movie marketing wise was weird because it it was advertised as coming out um, in 2019. And then, of course, it got pushed for a myriad of reasons. I I vaguely remember seeing trailers back then. And then it was pretty much buried until 2021 rolled around. And I yeah, and it was hints here and there. And then they started to put out trailers. They pushed it back even further to the very end of last year from what i saw of the trailers it looked kind of interesting but i just remember thinking oh they're making another one i thought the franchise had died by that point since it was going on over four years since we had seen a sequel to those movies saw the first one never came back for the second one until now and then i was like this this looks different is this even a part of it considering it's got a new title it's in a different era this movie just just spoke confusion to me and it wasn't one that I was interested in seeing at all until Alan and I were coming up with a schedule and we said well why don't we just go back and review the Kingsman duology and then we'll 
you know, be able to wrap it up with this third one. Well, clearly that didn't happen last year, but it is happening now. So I watched it on Hulu. It is available on Hulu and HBO Max, readily available for you to check out. If you didn't already catch it from what I was saying, this movie goes back over a hundred years. It goes back to the Great War. That's right, World War One, where we get to see the inception of the Kingsman spy agency, I guess you could call it. This is where it all began. Now, I will be talking some spoilers in this. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it, then come back and click play here on the podcast, and we'll be ready to talk about it. One of the glaring things right off the bat with this third installment is it, it has a totally different tone and just a totally different feeling in general from the previous two films, which the first one was wacky enough. The second one amped it up to an 11, just going zany, zany over the top with its camera style, with its storytelling, with its action. This is not really to be found in this one. Vaughn is definitely trying to tell more of a serious, straightforward story with some, let's say, little crazy elements here or there, kind of uh, inflating real-life scenarios. But with this, this is a much more reserved movie. It doesn't open with a goofy car chase. It actually opens with the tragic death of our main character's mother. Or I'm not sure if he's really our main character. I mean, Ralph Fiennes seems to be our main character as well, so it would be his wife. So very shocked to see that. I will say they did a good job with the production design. It's nothing special. Clearly, it wasn't nominated for any Academy Awards. But nevertheless, they did a good job of, I think, being period accurate and investing me in the world with as far as production and costume goes. And the big selling point for this movie, he was all throughout the trailers, was the villain Rasputin. Clearly, you know, using a real life character and kind of twisting him into this story as well somewhat works. And I found him to be somewhat of an interesting character, particularly with the whole fight sequence. That was probably the highlight of the movie from what I saw of it. Yeah, we'll get to that here in just a second. But that's about where my positives run out. I mean, it's kind of a paint by numbers story here, just plodding along from A to B using real history and then embellishing it with new material um, to give us a different backstory as to how World War One began. Just an upfront thing, listeners, I'm a history minor. I, I have my history minor. I love history. I've always enjoyed looking into the past here. So this is what gave me hope that this one might actually be good. This one might actually, you know, I might find it interesting. Um, unfortunately, 20 minutes into the movie, this is kind of bland. I'm realizing this isn't, this isn't anything eye-catching. Um, there's not a whole lot to it. I'm also disappointed they don't depict the full Franz Ferdinand assassination, which is what kicked off World War I. In real life, it's actually far funnier than what Vaughn portrays here. Maybe Vaughn is trying to speed things along. Um, he sure does take his time in other areas, but this original assassination is ripe for comedy. Not to say it's funny that somebody was assassinated, but the circumstances of how the assassin failed multiple times within the same day really is truncated here. So I was disappointed to see Vaughn didn't take advantage of that. As far as, you know, being invested in characters and acting, no one is really good in this movie, um, especially our lead, Conrad Oxford, who ends up dying in the film. I 
I mean, once again, anybody can die in these movies and seemingly be resurrected. I don't think they had the technology back then. But nevertheless, yeah, he's gone um, and he's not really any good. He is a milquetoast, bland character. Speaking of characters, highly disappointed Gemma Arden is completely underused. Um, she's just kind of this background character that really has no purpose here. Uh, I, I'm not sure how to say his name. Jimon Hansau, I mainly know him from Gladiator. He's a great actor. He, once again, doesn't have a whole lot to do here. I mean, Vaughn just didn't care to flesh out any of these characters, really. Um, I'm not sure what, what he was thinking when he was making this movie. Once I reach 30 minutes in, I realize I'm, I'm not interested. It has failed to capture my interest. He's somewhat trying. But once again, Vaughn just feels more like an imitator than an inventor when it comes to movies. And his this imitation is, is really failing. It's really not until 40 minutes into the movie that somewhat of a plot actually picks up, that these characters actually have a mission to go on. Previous to that, it's just been a lot of talking, a lot of fretting back and forth. And then finally, they go on their first undercover mission into the Russian palace to stop Rasputin. And of course, that goes off the rails where we get Rasputin licking uh, Ralph Fine's leg in a perverse sexual manner. It is really uncomfortable. I feel like it, I feel like Ralph Fine's is really just stooped too low regarding this sequence. And of course, the fight scene is fun. But after that, I realize this movie isn't going anywhere, anywhere fast. Anyways, um, this movie is on a slow train to Busan. It is not, uh, not good. It's not good at all. So I'll be honest, listeners, about an hour into the movie is when I once again turned it off and I reserve the right here to do that. And I think everybody should. If you're not interested in a movie, if you don't like it, it's not clicking with you. Do not waste your time and not just with a movie talking with books, video games, just because other people like it doesn't mean that you will. So if you're not interested, do not waste your time. Ultimately, I was feeling this was going to turn into another waste of time. And the second film was a waste of time as well, clocking in at two and a half hours. Thankfully, this movie is like 10 minutes shorter. These movies are just too long. I'm curious as to doing a case study into this because I watched all of these movies at home where I do have more things to distract me. I do have the ability to pause. I have the ability to come back to it the next day. Um, you know, I'm, I want to go read a book. I want to play a game. I want to go outside at a movie theater. There's more of an investment because you're handing that money over. You took the time to drive there and get dressed. You got your seat. And it's kind of a distraction-free environment. Sure, you could pull out your cell phone. You really shouldn't, though. But you really are probably a little more locked in into a movie theater. Whereas watching it at home, you do have more of the freedom to just shut it off. And, you know, it's kind of no harm done that way. I mean, yeah, I guess you lost an hour. But better than driving, you know, probably take you an hour round trip to get to the theater and purchase a ticket and go through that whole theatrical experience. So we are living in a very different age now where this movie really was only out for about a month and a half and then it was shuffled off to streaming. And, you know, now we get the opportunity to decide, is this worth our time or not? The King's Man is a disappointment. No surprise for me, I suppose. It's weird Vaughn jumped the gun and wanted to introduce a prequel before finishing his trilogy. My only guess is that he will introduce elements in the third film we had to see first in the prequel. 
Only time will tell if that is true or if we'll ever get the official third film. But my two cents, I hope Vaughn's spy franchise is dead. These movies are overly long with terrible pacing, uninteresting stories. They're just all around bad. The first one did hold some promise, I'll admit, but now we see Vaughn really didn't have a plan, and he's flying by the seat of his pants as he goes along. With the kind of money this one made, I'm assuming Disney is giving it the axe, and rightly so. This is one of the worst franchises I've reviewed. I know it has its super fans, but I can't think of any series where I've not recommended all of the installments. Speaking of which, The King's Man receives an automatic 4 stars out of 10 with a solid not recommend. So it should be no surprise listeners, I will not be adding this one to my collection. I'm passing on it, and rightly so for me. It's just not good. It does hold the lowest scores across the board. I I think Vaughn needs to really move on. I'm really tired of this series. Um, I do have some other recommendations though for you. Go check out 1917. That is a fantastic World War I movie, far superior to this. I'm also going to be recommending The Great War in Modern Memory, which is a video game where you get to play through World War I in a very fascinating kind of intimate look of the war. It's a side-scrolling game. I loved it. I think a lot of you will too if you give it a chance. I'm also going to be recommending Nicholas and Alexandra which is an older film, but it is a look at the uh, uh, Tsar Nicholas's family. It's very good. And of course, if you want something a little more lighthearted, but still a little terrifying, check out Anastasia. So Vaughn is on the record about speaking about the third film. This was in an interview where he was doing some press for this Kingsman film. As far as the third film goes, he says, you can expect the unexpected is all I'll say. But they both go on a journey that we're literally finishing the script off as I speak. Keep in mind, this was back in early 2019. But they go on a journey that if anyone sees it coming, then I'll give up, stated Vaughn. Please give up on this franchise. People will either freak out in a good way or freak out in a bad way, but they will freak out. Okay, I'm so far freaking out in a bad way. I, I wonder what he's talking about there. But he's really gotten ahead of himself. He's already talked about a Statesman spinoff movie and a Kingsman TV series. So he thinks this is going to be some huge IP. To me, this series has been limping along, you know, with a downward trajectory for the second film. And everybody kind of, a lot of people just hated the third film. Now, there it did have its contingent of people that really did enjoy it. But across the board, this isn't it. So listeners... Let's just wash our hands of this series. I'm going to say right here, I'm not coming back for Kingsman 3. I don't see why I should waste my time and money on it unless for some reason it is just critically acclaimed. It is just, you know, huge, huge acclaim. Then I might give it a look on home video. (laughs) But nevertheless, I have found this franchise to be incredibly disappointing. Not my cup of tea at all. Well, question after the show, do you want a sequel to The King's Man? Because it's pretty clear, I'm, I think Vaughn has a sequel plan to this, probably a World War II sequel that will then probably connect into the first Kingsman movie. And then, of course, he has Kingsman 3 planned and then a lot of the other spinoffs. So looking at maybe a pentology of films with spinoffs, I don't think any of that's going to happen. That's my bet right now is... If anything does happen, my guess is that 
Vaughn will get to make a Kingsman 3, but it will go direct to streaming. It won't go theatrical because it's just not a moneymaker. The franchise hasn't made enough money to justify itself, but only time will tell, I suppose. And at that, supposedly Vaughn is going to be shooting Kingsman 3 in September. Who knows if that's going to happen? We won't be seeing Kingsman 3 until next year at the earliest, supposedly. Um, we'll find out. Well, listeners, thank you for joining me. This has been a disappointing series all around. For me, across the board, an average score of four stars out of 10. It's a, it's a pretty strong not recommend to check out any of these movies. I didn't recommend any of them. As far as ranking them goes, it would probably be one, three, and then two. So I hope I never have to think about these movies ever again. And I'm looking forward, though, to moving on to some hopefully better maybe part of them but at least more fun more engaging superman movies finally getting to watch those and give you my review so i'm pretty excited about that especially as we head into some warmer weather as we're getting closer to summer i love watching 80s movies in the summer so we might do some 80s reviews coming up this summer but once again listeners thank you for joining me make sure to subscribe because next week coming back for superman Hey listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Google, or Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So don't forget to share with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.